Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 473 with a review of Happy Death Day. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we're taking on a little film called Happy Death Day. Uh, before we get started, question, start this episode off. The only important question uh, in the film film filmosphere uh, would be, Carson Patrick, did you purchase your Star Wars The Last Jedi tickets? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm not a basic bro. I did not partake in that um, in that uh, that purchasing of tickets. So are you, are you just going to like? Just wing it and try to go around the weekend of the movie and just try to find your way into a theater that still has seats available? I'm literally going to do, because this leads back to the conversation that we always seem to get to, where you you tell me that there's absolutely no theaters in San Francisco that have tickets because they're all reserved seating, which I I still can't believe, but, um, um, but it's... I guess maybe if that's true, but I literally will just do the same thing I did last time, which is either go see the movie at four in the morning on Thursday (laughs) or Friday morning, or I'll go on Saturday morning at like whatever the earliest showtime is on when last year, when rogue one came out, it was seven 30 AM. So, um, for this one, since it's like an actual star Wars movie that people care about, like, uh, you know, numbered one, yeah. not not the spinoff. Like I feel like they'll probably have it even earlier. So I'll just go to one of those, and I'll see it with like twenty other people, and then <laughs> I'll get to come on here and hear you guys be like, "There were so many people, I couldn't get a seat." I'll be like, "Why? Don't, how do you not know how to play this game? I don't know." Well, I, I know when when the Force Awakens was coming out, I. I was just going to do the Carson thing. Like, ah, pff, I say movies all the time. I know how this works. I'm just going to go buy a ticket. And I had an almost impossible, like I drove 30 minutes <coughs> away just to be able to see that film. This time around, I was not going to let that happen. I did what everybody did who was like, hey, we know this, that the tickets are about to go on sale any minute now. Let's get ready for this. I had like multiple browsers open, tried to get me my tickets. It was hard to get a ticket, Carson. You, you, you avoided a pain in the butt. You had to like, you go to the site, click the button. It puts you in like a queue. You're waiting for your chance to buy a ticket, and then the the checkout cart just fails repeatedly over. Like it took me like an hour to get my tickets, but luckily, I, I know, I know. This is a this is a huge thing. This is I know how to I know how this shit works, man. I just don't just don't do what everyone else is doing. <laughs> And it's a lot easier. <laughs> well, you have the option, Carson. I had I, I was doing it for the podcast. So much I know, so, but you could you just go okay for this one when it cut. Well, you did you already buy tickets for this for the new one? I actually have two sets of tickets. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm just gonna say like this time you could just go at four in the morning or six in the morning or whatever. Um, Carson, I'm 34 years old. <laughs> I don't so? I don't watch movies at three in the morning. I can't physically do it. I don't watch movies at three in the morning either, but uh, I make an exception when I'm not. So I don't have to deal with, you know, uh, 
big crowds and shit like that, the hassle of waiting in line or, or just, you know, having to deal with all that. I guess yeah. waiting in line is no longer a thing now since everything's reserved. Gotcha. But yeah. Well, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing Thursday, doing the afternoon double feature of Force Awakens and uh, oh, The Last shit. Jedi. And then, because I'm sure I'm going to love it again. My uh, my Saturday Fat House screening <laughs> is what I have booked. Oh man, I can't wait for one. the Fat House's menu for that shit. Like, come eat a porg. <laughs> I know, dude. Porg tacos or something. We have a That's porg burger. <laughs> We're gonna eat a live porg. You joke, you joke. But I'm getting my I'm, I'm getting my uh, my my Fat House seat and my <laughs> my Mondo poster. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> and my special porg menu. It's going to be it's going to be great. I almost got all three of the Mondo pint glasses too, but I was like, nope. I was going to say is there a, make fun of me. Is there a pint glass or a shot glass involved because that usually is also the case. There is a light side mug or or a pint glass, there is a dark side one and there's also a porg one. Oh, I would get the porg one for sure. Yeah, but it's I'm too just, late now. You can only buy them with tickets, and I already checked out with just the poster, so I'm, I'm screwed. SOL, man. I love the intense hatred for porgs. Um, there <laughs> seems to be a real dividedness. Um, there's a lot of love and a lot of hate for these these creatures. For for a creature that no one has seen yet, you know, mind you. But uh, uh, I do like seeing all of the uh, the toys for them. It's just endless, like like legitimately licensed toys and then the ones that people have made already on etsy just endless pages for a movie that hasn't come out yet it's like uh but i i uh i i'm i'm sure you watched that new trailer like i i thought <laughs> that like um i i'm gonna be alone in this statement and then by alone i mean probably just me sarah and my brother but uh i'm it, that trailer was weak, but I'm excited for the potential fact that the the Last Jedi looks it has a lot of prequel vibes, like Porgs and like Ice Wolves or whatever look like prequel shit. And Mark <laughs> Hamill is doing like constipated acting, like it's so like it's so bad. Carson, <laughs> you'll have plenty of time to hate on Star Wars in two months. I Let's... love I love Mark Hamill, but come on, man, like that like. The acting in the trailer was was pretty bad, like to a point where it's like silly dramatic. <laughs> it it's isn't like, going to turn out how you're expecting. <laughs> and then like Snoke was like, oh, so much raw potential. I was like, what is he coming? Like, what is he orgasming on something? I don't know. There's a lot of raw shit going on. He, Mark Campbell says something like, I haven't seen such raw talent. Since this raw shit I tried to take, but I can't because I'm constipated. Was it not Snoke that was saying the, the line about raw talent? Snoke says something uh, raw in the beginning, and then uh, Luke says uh, raw talent later on in the trailer. They, they reference raw twice, which I thought I found hilarious. Hmm. I, I, I don't know why, but uh, yeah, I'm getting a lot of prequel vibes, dude, which makes me excited because never did I ever think that... Uh, I would like, I'd retroactively be like, man, I miss the prequels. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Before we go down this, this, uh, <laughs> too far down this way, um, let's go ahead and get uh, into our review of Happy Death Day. What do you say? Anyways, Happy Death Day <laughs> is December 15th when everyone kills me for not liking The Last Jedi. Um, there you go. 
All right, well, we're going to take a listen to the trailer for Happy Death Day, and then we're going to come back and give you a review. Oh, hey, you're up. Am I in a dorm room? Yeah, I folded your pants for you. Great. Dude, did you get that or what? Are you sneaky little biatch? Maybe you should switch to water next time. Super helpful. Don't be late to party tonight. Okay, bye. Bye. Tree, happy birthday. You scared me. Look, I know this isn't going to make any sense. Stop global warming. I feel like I'm losing my mind. You sneaky little biash. Happy birthday. I've already lived through this day. Somebody's going to kill me tonight. So you can hear now. Is everything okay? Assuming that I believe any of this is even possible. Sprinklers, car alarm. The way I see it, you have unlimited amount of lives. Unlimited opportunities to solve your own murder. So I'm supposed to keep dying until I figure out who my killer is? You want to live to see tomorrow, right? Whoever's killing you knows it's your birthday. Pretty much the entire school knows it. These are signs of major trauma. You should be dead. You relive the same day over and over again. Kind of start to see who you really are. So that was the trailer for Happy Death Day. Um, title may sound weird to you if you haven't been paying attention to what it's about, but uh, it's essentially Groundhog Day, but uh, a girl being what? murdered at Groundhog the end of Day, every this day. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say that in the beginning. I forgot. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very simple premise. I think uh, when the trailer, if you saw this trailer in theaters like I did before it, it was one of those things where like you kind of laughed and... Possibly we're like, I'm going to watch the shit out of this movie and it's going to be dumb. Um, but I, So I, what you're saying is if you're you, you're ripping out hard in the theater. You're, you're like half busting a nut over this movie because it's essentially right up your alley. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say repeating the same day over and over counts as time travel. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, oh, I, yeah. I this was definitely like the only way the only way I could have been more excited for this film would be, of course, if it was found footage. Um, oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, Project but, Death Day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But for you, Carson, what did you think of Happy Death Day? Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I thought it looked fun the first time I saw the trailer. Um, it was uh 
I guess, uncharacteristically Blumhouse because, you know, they've just kind of been known. I always complain that their movies are so grim and dour. Um, but this year, you know, they've they've kind of turned it around. They've got, you know, they, they I guess I think Sarah and I kind of just came to the conclusion that, like, if you give creative people with a vision like the five million to do what they want like you'll get a good movie like split and get out um and now this movie um instead of just like uh, i don't know but anyway i'm glad i i mean i am just always a fan of of horror that's you know where it's funny and scary not just like i want to end my life um (laughs) Uh, so yeah, like this falls into that category for sure. It's, uh, it's very entertaining. It's got a lot of, uh, comedic touches to it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was fun. I mean, they, they take this, this concept that's been done in other movies. Um, but in like a slasher movie, I think it worked well. Like they put a fresh spin on it. Um, they kept it from, from being repetitive i thought i mean that's always the case in these movies like it usually the downfall is that it becomes boring because they're repeating the same shit over and over again um and in this case it doesn't get boring they do a lot enough creative stuff um that keeps it that keeps it fun uh yeah like so i was just I was excited. I mean, I liked all like the marketing for it. Like they had all the posters up that looked like a cake with a knife in it and stuff. Um, and I think that the uh, attention to like what the killer looked like with the baby mask and the hoodie, <laughs> um, and like the that thing was some, creepy as hell. <laughs> yeah, like some of the little touches, like the card she gets, and there's like a. a, a sh- uh, music box like there's just there's a lot more uh, thought and effort put behind it uh than just your typical uh, slasher or any uh a uh, lot of recent horror movies um so i i i really like that the the director christopher landon like he he's really become someone that uh that i've that I've really liked, like he did Scouts versus Zombies, or sorry, Scouts Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, which was, ended up what it being titled. Uh, and then he did the Paranormal Activity Mark One spinoff, which I thought was the best of the Paranormal Activity sequels and shit. Because um, I feel like at least in these three movies, he he finds like he finds very charismatic uh, actors. Uh, you know, they've all been like young, like kids or teenagers and like they he finds like really good ones and they all have a lot of chemistry together um and it comes off very natural um i thought the the cast in this movie they all had that um and it was funny to have (laughs) the lead girl be basically basically a basic and all her friends are like sorority girls um a lot of it's very humorous um Lots of hi and shit like that. Very accurate. Yeah, yeah. Very accurate. Uh, very I fi- fun. I figured, I figured you would enjoy that part of the film. <laughs> um, there, like, uh, you know, it does do a lot of things. Like, uh, it does do a lot of things that have been done before. Like, just like the 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 bitchy characters getting comeuppance, and I, I was waiting for like that. I, I 
Um, like when the movie started, I was like, I've, I want to know how they're going to handle the obligatory montage of her just getting killed over and over, uh, which I thought was handled well. Um, score to Demi Lovato. There's just a lot of so, so they so like there's stuff in it that obviously has been done before, but they they put you know a, a nice stamp on it. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of I had a fun time with it. I think it's a crowd pleasing movie. Um, not just like you know maybe some people might be put off that it's PG thirteen. Um, I thought it was fine. Like I was I was kind of thinking like oh that's weird that it's PG thirteen, like seems like a movie called happy death day should be rated r but um i mean i thought it was fine i thought they like got away with a lot of stuff and it didn't really i didn't it ended up not being where i was like okay i can see like where it didn't need to be r-rated i guess really the only thing was they could just like freely curse but um yeah, I mean, like, the the film doesn't suffer at all from feeling like it was toned back. Like, everything feels feels yeah. very natural, and it feels like it's not, like, I didn't even know that it was actually PG-13 going into it, and I never, like, there there were these kids that I think, well, they, they couldn't have snuck in because it was PG-13, but when I first sat down, I just assumed it was rated R, and I assumed they were sneaking in, um, but, like, it didn't really feel like oh damn that would have been better as as a rated r film like the only thing they could have changed really at all is as you said more swearing and like the one non-nudity scene would have been nudity if it was rated r but it like it it wouldn't have changed the film at all which is good yeah i mean it's one of the rare examples where a pg-13 rating didn't hinder it like i mean like even watching fucking it like i was like this could have been pg-13 like in my mind it didn't feel like a hard r like it now obviously it was rated r like the shit in it was r rated but it felt tame like it didn't feel like it was rated r (laughs) i mean i know we didn't review that film but i feel like if i was a 13 year old kid and i saw that movie i would have shat myself i mean yeah i guess (laughs) yeah if you're a pussy man (laughs) um no like i mean but i mean that's why that movie was such a fucking huge success is because it played like a kid's movie it was a kid's movie the kids fucking went to see it literally (laughs) that's how it made so much damn money but like it but watching it i was like oh like i like i would take a kid to see this because it is like (laughs) pg-13 just like how deadpool felt pg-13 to me i was like oh yeah sure what? It's to- yes, dude. Like it totally just felt like, I, like, if I was like eleven or twelve, that would be a movie where it'd be like, all right, this is fine. It felt like that to me. Yeah, but, save, you know. save for a few choice moments and most of the dialogue in the entire movie. <laughs> no, it's it. Th- it was tame, but this didn't feel feel that way. <laughs> all right. That may just be me. I. I don't- no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> this is but, why. This is why I don't have children. <laughs> all right. So my my turn. Yeah, the time for time for you for the the, the the time for you to talk, please. All right. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So I mean, like, I I was excited to see this film because I thought it was just going to be a silly dumb flick, and I think that 
it's almost to this film's benefit that it doesn't like it definitely doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's it's really not concerned with trying to tell a good story, right? Like it's like we have this silly premise and that is all we really care about. Let's just let's build a fun experience within the premise that we've created we've come up with. Um uh, and and they just kind of go to town with that. And it's, it's this film is never trying to deliver on the mystery of what's going on or it like obviously the character is trying to break out of the cycle. Um, but I think it's kind of like I think they they establish very simple rules and very simple expectations for how she can or can't break um, the 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 cycle that she's in. And I think the film doesn't try to make that convoluted at all. And that that plays to the film's strength. And I, I think um the the char- the 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 actors and actresses in the film are 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 very charismatic and fun like i i enjoyed all of them like the lead especially like she's great in this like uh um you know you're like teasing her for being a basic or whatever but i think that that she 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 has this like she does have like a range to her of where like she's being super annoying and then also being like super charismatic and like you want to see her go like this isn't a film where like you're hope you're you're wanting her to die like you genuinely want her to get out and not to be dying constantly um which is it's it's nice because I mean in a lot of horror films you kind of want most of the people except for one to to die because they all suck um I think. Yeah, I mean, she's supposed to be that that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think in a lesser movie, she might have come off as just fully annoying. Yeah, oh yeah, but, yeah, for sure. Like if they didn't get somebody who was as good. Yeah, it was it was kind of funny. Like I, for a second, I mean, the tone of this film is 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 uh, primed for you at the beginning of the film when the Universal logo comes up and oh, it yeah. sort of like repeats it five times, and you kind of like okay. I, I get where we are now. Like, uh, you know, it's the same thing as like in Scott Pilgrim where it like starts in the eight, eight bit, uh, universal logo or in other films where like they try to do, um, some different take on that logo. And it, like, you kind of, you're primed to know that like, okay, this is just going to be like a sort of silly kind of fun, um, in, enjoyable ride. And it is, uh, I, I, for, for a second at the beginning of this film, I thought this film was going to have like this super dark underlying message by the end of it. Um, I'm going to freely say it because this has nothing to do with the film. And it's something I just like in a split second read into the film. And then immediately I was proven wrong. Um, but like we, we, the, you know, her sisters in the, in the, the, the sorority are like teasing her for hooking up with this guy. And, you know, like you can maybe assume that she does this a lot. And right after the first scene where she starts her loop, she goes to the doctor and her roommate is like, oh, I, I assume I know why you're here. And she's like, whatever, bitch. And then she like goes in. And for a second, I thought this was a story where she was getting abortions. <laughs> and like, because oh, like, because the, like the double <laughs> on four months, of- <laughs> three weeks and two days on a loop. <laughs> no, no, no. But like. Like, I, I obviously she wouldn't have got it from the night before. But I mean, I, I'm assuming that like maybe she went out drinking because it's the night before the abortion that she was going to get. She goes and she has an abortion. And like the reason it like because it would work so well with like the double entendre of the name Happy Death Day, because it's like <laughs> she's aborting this child and like she couldn't like like what if she couldn't break out of the cycle until she decides to keep it? And I was like, this is the darkest fucking movie I've ever seen. <laughs> 
And then obviously that turned out to not not be the case. It was just a fun little uh, what if I had in my head. But all that aside, <laughs> I did have a lot of fun with this movie. That was the real Blumhouse movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, how, how crazy would that have been though if if that was if that was the actual like what the story turned into? It probably wouldn't have been as good. Uh, I maybe <laughs> would have applauded them for the the riskiness of it, but uh, no, I don't think it would have. <laughs> no, I think there it would have gotten a lot more press. If the movie was about that, yeah. you'd be like, fuck this movie. <laughs> the real movie, it's about... <laughs> no, I'm not, I won't even say it because it's probably a spoiler. Um, no, uh, I don't even know what I'm... I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, I just... I prefer that these movies be completely i see for a second there i thought you were gonna say like because they didn't go convoluted this movie sucks thumbs down i'm like oh no No, um i did like the fact though that they did not um you know bust out uh, a chalkboard and tried to explain like the the one the main dude didn't try to explain like quantum physics or some bullshit uh, I, I feel like they kind of, they kind of hinted at it almost like in a, uh, on a wink, wink way to, to make you think that they were going to do that. Like you thought maybe they were going to go talk to Vincent D'Onofrio and he would explain everything to you. <laughs> explain about how Bakul works. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they didn't. No, I, um, I thought for a second that like, uh, when she first walks in to see the, the doctor teacher person, um, yeah, he's I, talking about, he's talking about like some kind of, uh. Some kind of like, not time travel, but something like that. He was talking about something, but he's a doctor, so I can't imagine what. At, at the first time through, I thought it might have been him trying to explain a theory of how like some sort of looping mechanic. But then I right. think, I think the second like time that. I listened to it, it it seemed like it might have been something related to like cell wall barriers or some bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, well, there, there definitely was a line where the, the main dude said something like, oh, I'm taking a class in dream logic or some shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 guy whose room she wakes up in. Yeah, like he's he does have a line that that kind of makes you think that he's going to explain to her what's happening to her or something like that, but it doesn't it doesn't go that way. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is uh, which I think is a lot better because again, you know that just is that that just leads to just too much confusing shit. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, as I said before, this film is not concerned with explaining like the the looping nature of the story itself. I mean, even even if you take into consideration what we eventually learn about the killer, it technically doesn't make sense that no matter how she changes her routine, the killer is always finding her <laughs> because it almost it almost makes it like too supernaturally, right? Like like which is not exactly where this story is going. Um but, uh, but yeah, so it's like, it's like you, you almost, it, if Schneezy was going to Schnees, which for the record, I am not, I, I, I would say, you know, the, the film doesn't do a good job of explaining how the killer can always find her. Um, but like I said, this film doesn't care about that part of the story. The film just has a silly premise 
and a fun explanation of what's going on by the end of it. Um, and I think the character gets to go on a really fun journey of, of kind of trying, like we get the experience of the person trying to piece it together <laughs> and, and like how not helpful it is to try to do this because the actual explanation is, is not something that she has that many opportunities to actually find out. Uh, but it's fun to see her like assume this person wants to kill her for like some random um, reason. And just watching all those times of her checking those off the list when she decides that they're not actually trying to kill her was, was another fun touch to the story. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I just, uh, again, I was just going to emphasize that, um, I like going to movies where they aren't real. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Carson, Carson, all movies are not real. I know, but there's like a, there's a, you know, there's, there's like this, almost like this weird insistence on, on being, uh, like making movies reflect reality nowadays. And it's like, I don't want that. Like I want like escapism. Like, obviously, there are some movies that, if done well, you know, uh, can work. But, you know, I just, uh, if I'm going to see a movie called Happy Death Day, which is essentially, you know, Groundhog Day in a horror movie setting, like, I don't want it to be uh, serious. Yeah. So, that's what, that's all. I, I, I just, I'm finding myself just I more and more often, like, I'm just, that's how I lean, you know, I lean, or I just, like, I, you know, some of these movies coming up where I just, like, I see them, and I'm like, I can't sit through this, like, because I know how it's going to be, and it's just going to be the same old boring stuff, and it's just, Basically, what I'm trying to say is leading up into our our, our next dis- movie discussion, which is I just don't like dramas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck dramas. No. Fair enough. Uh, well, no, I mean, I, 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 I have been saying after we review things like the John Wicks and the, the Jack Ryans and the Mission Impossibles and stuff, there is something about, I mean, some of the things I just named are actually genuinely good, and some of them are just things that I will continue to watch. Um, but I think there's something to say about just having a film, low-budget low film that's just made to be fun and you can enjoy it, and it isn't made by Michael Bay. <laughs> so, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that, like, I, w- I would love to see films like this coming out every couple months because sometimes it's nice to just relax and chill out in the theater and watch something silly and fun and enjoyable. Yeah, but at least Michael Bay isn't making movies where it's, like, real-world, like, uh, you know, The Foreigner, where it's, like, they're bombing shit and his daughter died. Like they're using like real world events in, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that, like that stuff, (laughs) that stuff is bothersome to me too. Wait, wait, wait. Are Transformers not real? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, Transformers aren't trying to stop ISIS or something like that's, you know, they're just being Transformers and they're like making (laughs) like dick jokes and stuff, you know? Uh, so that's what I'm saying. Like, like Michael Bay will never go that route. Like he'll always just be, uh, uh, you know, uh, a stylist and a, and a, you know, blockbuster filmmaker. So, yeah, he's not going to all of a sudden, you know, make Victoria and Abdul. And then you're sitting there like, why? (laughs) 
that 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 is probably a true statement. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess should we get to verdicts for for this film? Okay. Carson Patrick, if you were going to give this a must see, a reckon with a caveat, a wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must avoid, what would you give it? Uh, I, uh, I, I'll just give it a must see. I liked it a lot. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I mean, if, if you like, I mean, obviously my rating is arbitrary, but like, if you like horror movies, I think this is a solid one. Um, especially this style of horror movie. Um, yeah. So for me, it's a must see. I would say this is like, this is like a blind rent for sure. Um, if we're talking theatrical experiences, I don't think there's anything about this that necessarily makes me want to push somebody to go see it in theaters. Um, so it's kind of like if your option is to rent it, it's a must see. If, if you're thinking about going to the theater, there might be other things that you can see that are more worth your time. Um, okay, so but I, what is your personal rating? Like I said, like I, I, I had fun with it, <laughs> but I what don't would think you it personally, was like... What would you personally give it? What would you personally give it? Not like you got to rate it for, you know, this, everybody. That's what I'm saying. Like, Because like me personally, it must see. But So are you saying personally it would just be don't see it in a theater? Personally, it, it for personally it's like a definite rent. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say, like avoid it in theaters, uh, just because you can watch this anytime you want, and there's not going to be a change to what your experience is. Um, so I would say, uh, grab a few beers, chill out on the couch, and watch Happy Death Day. <laughs> <laughs> so you're pers- you personally give it away for rental. Yes, but I liked it. <laughs> I just I, I I know, but it seems like you you you're in more of at least a recommend recommend uh, status <laughs> from from you, you just refuse to let me say wait for rental. I know, but that it it just uh, made uh, it fi- sound fi- like that you fine, were saying. Fine. I'll, I'll call it a recommend. <laughs> I just say it sounded like you. This is like when we reviewed Project Almanac, and you were like, "Well, okay, well, if you like the time travel, the bur," and we're like, "Just give it a must see, dude. You really liked it." Yeah, but like if I had the chance to watch Project Almanac or this again, Project Almanac for sure. Like I like Project oh, Almanac. So you're, so you're saying Project Almanac greater than Happy Death Day? Yes. Oh man. <laughs> But no, I mean, like, I'm more interested in the story of Project Almanac. This film is just fun, and I like the characters. True. I can see see that. Yeah. yeah. So Schnazy is going to want to schnaze out with Project Almanac. Um, But if people don't care about that kind of stuff, then they would probably choose this over that. Project Almanac, produced by that fascist Michael Bay. (laughs) (laughs) I, I I didn't I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't I say was, I didn't say he was a fascist. I just said that he makes a lot of Transformers movies that and, people think are fascist. <laughs> and if they stop making Transformers movies, no one would care. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, except for no. the studio. <laughs> well, no, even they wouldn't care anymore since the last the, the, one barely made any money. <laughs> yeah, true, true. That was like their chance to make all the money back that they lost on everything else during the year. Oh yeah, that was they they literally put all their uh eggs into that Transformers basket and it failed. Yeah. <laughs> Not so good. See so they should have just made Happy Death Day. 
yeah well that's what yeah exactly the, <laughs> i could go on for hours about this make make get out that's what everyone said yeah okay make sure tr- you know make this it's like yeah you can say that in retrospect <laughs> hindsight is 2020 bro <laughs> I'm just teasing, of course. No, I'm just saying, like, th- those are actual quotes from people who run studios. Make Get Out. It's like, you can't just make Get Out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a cultural phenomenon. Like, you can't just recreate that. Like, you yeah. know. Only yeah. one person can make Get Out. Yeah, make make it. It's like, okay, no. <laughs> yeah, well, th- I mean, e- even with it, they should have made two of it already. But now they're like, oh, God, we got to do the second one. Yeah, well, you know that that uh, it part two, and there's gonna be it prequel, and the it spinoff with just the, you know, whatever. The, they'll just turn it into the next Conjuring movie, <laughs> Conjuring <laughs> franchise. There'll be a there'll be an Annabelle Pennywise crossover movie. Dude, it's gonna be lit. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. But uh, speaking of awesome, <laughs> that is the end of this episode of the Spoiler Warning Podcast. Carson Patrick, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? You can find me uh, nowhere. I don't, I don't I don't have anything good to say. I don't, I don't have anything to pimp. You got, you got to come up with something good to say every week until you find a thing to pimp out. Uh, you can find me uh, not posting things on Fuse, four-year-old <laughs> Fuse account. No one ever talks to no one pips their Fuse account. I noticed that like a couple, it just hit me a couple weeks ago. I was like, I feel like we, I feel like that that's a thing to pimp. I don't know, maybe not. Nobody sure. listens. <laughs> this isn't well, reaching a wide audience. <laughs> well, people could find me over at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. Um, if you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or like us at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. Uh, music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Happy Death Day, so hopefully you're enjoying that. Um... Yeah, we are going to take off and record a review of the Florida Project. Excuse me. Um, So that'll be showing up in the feed sometime after this. So hopefully you enjoy that. And uh, yeah, we will catch you guys next time. Bye. 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 Oh my God, bitch, I love you.